0: The volume.
1: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for two and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. In terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex.
0: You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options. And their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products—wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com/Colin. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be.
2: Let me just run this by my lawyer. Is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
0: Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more visit PaniniAmerica.net today.
3: The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, There's there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's safe and secure, but I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, And, you know, the convenience of it You know that there's a lot going on There's a lot of games Whether it's live betting Whether it's betting before the games You know the spread Or you're taking the overs The unders They make it unbelievably easy to use And the boosts The odds The specials that they run uh, Are unbelievable You get risk-free bets And same-game parlays You get enhanced odd markets And a ton more It's just a win-win for everybody And if you're new Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app To get started now And sign up with the promo code JBOY That's J-B-O-Y Let them know that I sent you 21 and older And President, in Arizona Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. one 888 789 7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's, the Thursday edition of the j Boys Show. I'm really glad you guys could join us. Got the whole gang here, like I said, off uh, injured reserve. Uh, David Cohn there and, and my brother Blaine, as usual. And, and want to hop right in. D- don't want to you know keep you guys waiting. But before, make sure you turn on those notifications. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, and pound that like button if you don't mind. Want to start with, with odds for the national championship game. Is the right team Favored, you know. There's been a, a lot of hoopla now on FanDuel, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Georgia is a three-point favorite. Uh, they've obviously struggled to beat Alabama. Kirby Smart struggled to beat Nick Saban. I say, I think the right team is favored. And I've said this all week, and and we can talk about predictions and scores. Uh, I do think it's hard to beat a team of Georgia's caliber, any good team, twice. Because it's not like Bama's talent level is 300 paces higher than what Georgia's is. There's a lot of similarities. Uh, It's going to come down to three to five plays. But I don't think Georgia will play as bad and Bama will play as good. Because there are different extenuating circumstances going into this game. Not having Mechie for Alabama is a huge deal, not only post-snap, but pre-snap. It it allows Georgia to shade a little bit more uh, towards Jamison Williams. You expect them to keep him in front. It takes not one side of the field away because Alabama does do a good job splitting guys out. We know they have talent. But it really reduces the amount of guys that you feel like have the experience and the ability to hit the big plays needed to be able to put those type of points up against Georgia again. Uh, Also staying on the offensive side of the ball. I thought Bryce Young pitched a perfect game, as Blaine said. He played about as good as he could play. Will he be able to have that performance minus a Robert Mechie if Alabama's not able to line up and run it for four to five yards or be able to get down into second and six and stay ahead of the chains like they were, especially after the first quarter of the SEC championship game? Now you look on the flip side. Alabama's defense, George Pickens is out there now and has a couple games under his belt. He's a guy you have to account for. I mean, we talked about it with Jake Fromm in Spaces the other night. When he's out there, you have to know where he is. He is a big play threat when he is healthy and has the ability to extend the field. That takes pressure off guys. Uh, you look at Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington at the tight end position. You know, you got Burton. A couple guys are going to have to step up. But you know George is going to find a way in the in the modified passing game, or excuse me, the modified running game with James Cook, Macintosh, Milner, all the guys they have in that stable of backfield, and do you think Stetson Bennett plays well enough with the tools around him playing well to be able to score enough for Georgia to win? I just think Bama played almost perfect football after the first quarter in the SEC Championship game. I was there. I watched it. I don't think they'll be able to contain the Georgia pass rush as much, and I know Bryce Young, he loves to step up in big situations. We'll see if he can do it again, but it's so hard to beat a good team twice. Cone, what do you think?
4: no the right team is not favored in this game how many times do we have to watch the same movie okay it's like thomas brady how many times are you going to pick against the man okay now that i've said that let me go point by point on what you said jake because i don't disagree with a single point you made okay uh is it going to be difficult for alabama to beat this very talented georgia football team twice absolutely does being down mechie hurt alabama Absolutely. Would I be surprised if Georgia wins this football game by three or more points? No, I would not. OK, uh, do I expect Alabama to play as perfectly of a football game as they played the first go around? No, I do not. OK, now that I've made all those points, let me reiterate. How many times do I have to watch the same movie? OK, I think at best for Georgia from a spread standpoint, this is a pickup. Okay, and I really think that it could go minus a half point for Alabama all the way up to maybe minus one and a half points for Alabama. But at best, a pick 'em. I'd honestly like to see it as a pick 'em, just so that they can just go have it out. But either way, if you are Nick Saban and you saw this spread, this line open up, I bet his eyeballs bulged out of his head. He said, are you kidding me? You're going to give me more ammunition? Are you kidding The one man who does not need it. So I'm sure he is thrilled with this line, and I expect to see a great football game.
3: Yeah, I mean, Alabama's played the underdog role, even, you know, if it I, I know in, on the spread it is, but they're the number one team in the country. But look, Nick Saban's got his psychological you know, mind tricks, his Jedi mind tricks uh, working. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's one of the reasons they're always able to show up. But Blaine, do you think the line at Georgia minus three is right?
5: And then probably no. say something
3: about JT Daniels at some point.
5: So. No. It's it's not right. And I just don't understand. I just, I just don't understand because it's hard to beat a great team twice. That's true. And it's also hard to beat the team that you lost to 17 to once. It's tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. At the end of the day, it's Nick Saban in the national championship with a Heisman winning quarterback. To me, I don't understand where you get three points from from Georgia. Yeah, they're getting pickings back and that's fine. Just at the end of the day, it's gonna be in Stetson Bennett's hands. That's who it's gonna be in. And if you really believe for four quarters that Stetson Bennett at some point will not will do what he does in big games and make that huge mistake as in the picks Did get to Michigan. That... No big no I'm not talking talking against michigan i'm talking against alabama who looks like georgia who can run with georgia who can stay with georgia inside the tackle box on both sides of the football they're basically the same thing they say their defense is a little bit better but bryce young threw for 400 plus yards against the greatest defense of all time and if stetson bennett i think it comes down to the mistakes that stetson bennett makes if they're little mistakes right if they're fixable mistakes they have a chance to win this game. But if he pulls the Stetson Bennett that he pulled in the SEC championship game and throw, throws a pick six and should have thrown another pick six who Jordan Battle that you have, we have on the show all the time, dropped, running, been easy, a pick six. If Stetson Bennett plays different, then he can hit those third down uh, plays he missed, which are chemistry plays. Yeah, I think Georgia has a chance. But this line, I will never pick against Bama or Nick Saban in a playoff or championship game. I don't care. I won't do it. Well, it's,
3: it's times like these where I think we forget about the 100% true story, uh, the Little Giants. Uh, when, when they talked about, you know, out of those 10 times, there's always that one time. And I, mm. I just I feel like, not that, that George is the Little Giants. They're actually the opposite. I mean, they're basically the Giants. But even better than the ones in the NFL. No, I'm just kidding. But when I look at this game and I look at the matchup and the circumstance, because I get people using trends. Okay, I get it. I, I get why people do it. I just don't. I, I think you know the last game. Obviously, it will have an effect on preparation. You kind of understand your opponent more, this than the other. But this is a different game. This is a different game than when Jake Fromm uh, and then basically had it won in the Natty a couple years ago. It's a different game with a different team. The Alabama team they're playing is different than the one they played a couple weeks ago. I'm telling you guys, not having Mechie is a lot bigger deal than everybody is is trying to make it out to be. Like, it's oh, it's a small thing. No, if the run gets shut down for Bama, if the run gets shut down and they can bracket Jamison, uh, Alabama's in trouble on offense. I'm just telling you guys. I'm just telling you. If, if the run game is not there and it's not hitting, And they take Jamison away somewhat on the big play.
5: Mm
3: -hmm. I'm just, i telling you, I feel like Georgia wins the game.
5: I just feel like I I got to the point where we're talking about Alabama's offense and no one's talking about Georgia's offense. Everyone's more worried about Alabama's offense with the Heisman winning quarterback who's been rolling the entire year and not talking about Georgia's offense with Stetson Bennett. Go back to the Alabama game. I can't remember what the spread was in the SEC championship. It might have been Bama minus one, one and a half. But Georgia really couldn't run the ball that well against Alabama. And if Georgia can't run the ball, all right, Bama can be okay without running the ball because Bryce Young's a quarterback. They'll be fine. They can spread it out. They can do it. But if Georgia can't run the ball, now it's a different beast. Now what are you gonna do? The same thing they tried to do last time and Stetson Bennett start playing catch up and what happens? Big mistakes. So if we talk about Bama not running the ball, Bama will be okay, I think, with Bryce Young.
3: I can guarantee you Georgia would rather be in a low-scoring game with Alabama than have to make it a shootout against Alabama. I guarantee you Alabama would rather it be a shootout than it be a low-scoring game because they're going to play right in the way Georgia plays.
4: Let me ask you this, Jake, okay? Let's talk about the psychology of Georgia. Now, we hit on this heavily before the SEC Championship, and I argued that this Georgia team was handling business, even though it was in the East. It wasn't, it wasn't the points, necessarily, that they were beating these teams by. It was the confidence in the way they were dictating terms every single week, okay, that showed me that this Georgia team was not afraid of Alabama. Okay, no matter how many times in a row they lost. That's what I argued. And then they went out and they lost by 17. And some people said, well, Alabama had their backs against the wall. And Georgia knew that they were going to make the college football playoff anyway. Do you think that that played into it? And you and I talked and we said no, because look, Georgia hadn't accomplished anything till they beat Alabama. And if they're supposed to have the best team in the history of college football, they didn't even win their conference. Okay, so here we sit one month later. What do you think the psychological impacts of that loss will be for the Georgia Bulldogs?
3: To be honest with you, I, I think it's one of those things that I think it may have been the best thing that could have happened to Georgia. I'm just telling you. I, I think it may have been the best thing that could have happened to him. You'd much rather lose the SEC championship and win the Natty than win the SEC championship and lose the Natty. So to me, not that I think Georgia was sleepwalking, but you are dealing with human beings. Uh, You do have to remember that at the end of the day. Bama was playing for a chance to play for the national championship. Georgia knew that they were going to be in the playoff, but obviously they wanted to beat Bama because that's been the one hurdle that they haven't been able to get over. And I'm not into excuses. To me, that wasn't the main reason or the motivating factor. Bama went out there and, to me, played the game of their lives collectively. I really believe that when you go back and watch, when you look at the body of work, So psychologically, if Georgia had rolled them in the SEC championship, and, you know, they wouldn't have been there, but let's just say they were, psychologically Nick Saban would be able to use that in full against Kirby Smart. Now, since Bama beat him, Kirby is going to use the exact same thing that Saban used in the SEC championship, but now for the national championship. So it's one of those, you know, do you want to be the first one to take the shot uh, in, a, in a scramble when it comes down to it. Like, it just, that's kind of how it works out. But I think it does work a little bit in Georgia's favor, saying, look, we're still the underdog. All you guys that came back, you still haven't accomplished what you came back for. And just so happens, it can win the national championship up, uh, on top. Because I guarantee you, those Georgia players care a lot more about two weeks ago than 1980, but they can wrap both those problems up in one night on Monday.
1: each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
5: wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together so you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part, DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream, get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location, restrictions apply.
3: All right, everybody, I do want to move on to some big news that we had today. Uh, former now Texas A&M quarterback uh, Zach Calzada has announced and committed to, at least you know, via social media, Auburn uh, and gotten blown up on social media. What do I think about it? So here's what I'm going to say. Um, you got T.J. Finley out of the portal. He can't do it. You just, you can't, do looking like you can't do it, not a guy you can depend on, we've seen it. And to, and I don't do this often, but if you're Auburn, to quote Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. I I just, not that Zach Calzada isn't a, a, a good player. Beat Alabama, you know, in a game that a lot of guys beat out. There's a lot of reasons they beat Alabama. Zach Calzada, we've seen him tough through injuries and stuff like that. But if you're Auburn, with the quarterbacks that are available in the portal, to me, you got a guy that is just another guy. I don't think there's anything about Zach Calzada that is going to help bridge the gap in between the teams, being Georgia and Bama, that you're going to have to beat, even though people say, oh, well, he beat Bama. I'm telling you guys, go back and watch that game. There's a lot of reasons and a lot of things went right. He also struggled on many occasions. Uh, and, and isn't a guy that strikes fear into defenses. Nobody in the league, as a defensive coordinator, is going to sleep at night saying, "Damn, Auburn got Zach Calzada." Like, man, that's that's tough. He's a pocket passer. He's not very mobile, and it's a lot like TJ Finley, but he's got a little more touch. But that's like saying an elephant is a little bit smaller than a huge boulder. Like they're both, they're both not great. And if you're Auburn, I just feel like you reached. You, I feel like you've got a guy just to say you got somebody. I mean, I, I take Grant Wells ten thousand times before I take oh, yeah. uh, Zach Calzada. So if you're Auburn again, I, to me at this point now, because I don't think you're getting Caleb Williams because of this, but. If you're Auburn, you better hope you better hope D. Davis or Holden Garner can do it. I'm just telling you right now. I, Zach Calzada just isn't. He's like the cool substitute teacher. He's not the guy that ends up being the best professor at the place. I just don't, and I don't, and I hate you know knocking guys, but I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't understand why Auburn was looking at the selections. They're like, wow, an AR-15 and a Red Ryder BB gun. I just don't I, – I I. I. know he's got a big arm. I get that. But so do guys that do arm wrestling contests. You need a guy that can do things on the field. And Zach Calzada just isn't that guy to take the next step. So now you get to watch TJ Finley and Zach Calzada stand there and hope they throw it good. I mean, Blaine, what do you think?
5: You know, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, you basically got a little bit better version of TJ Finley. Um, you know, what I kind of think Auburn needs a, guy, needs a guy who can go play 18, you know, who can, who, can, who can hit a nine iron in, fly it to the green, get it close, who can hit all the clubs in the bag. Instead, they got another guy like TJ Finley, which is a long distance guy. Let's see how far we can hit the ball. No matter how hard it goes, he can throw it really far. So we're going to be okay. So at the end of the day, Auburn, you really didn't improve up front. If you're a running back, you're not that happy. You better hope a young guy, maybe Gary uh, Gary or Thick Marshall you got back there can do something because you didn't get much better in this. The only thing that really happened was close the door on a lot better quarterbacks that are in the portal that could have done a lot better for your offense than what Zach Calzada do. And I want people to remember that the Texas A&M offense had weapons on that offense. You had A-Chain, Spiller, Watermeyer. You had guys on that offense that sometimes carried him. And that offensive line got better throughout the year. So if I realistically think about it, this is not a win for Auburn. And I wouldn't say this is a loss for Auburn. You didn't get any worse, but you for sure didn't get any better. Cone, the
3: thing that blows my mind with with the amount of guys that are in the portal at the quarterback position that can do so many things, I just don't know how you land on Zach Calzada other than you just missed on everybody else. I, I don't have another explanation. Do you?
4: Let me step in here and defend Zach Calzada and, and talk some of these Auburn fans off the ledge. Uh, it, it, it could be that they missed on some other guys. and I Look, I don't think they were getting Caleb Williams, period. But it became clear in that loss to Houston in the bowl game that Auburn was going to have to grab a quarterback out of the portal. You're almost always going to have to do that when you lose a quarterback of Bo Nix's caliber to the portal. OK, so they were going to have to do that. Now, is that Calzada the best quarterback in the portal this season? Absolutely not. Does he have deficiencies? Yes, he does. Okay. But let me say this for Zach Calzada. Of course, he has an absolute cannon. Okay. But like like you said, you know, guys, arm wrestling champions have cannons. More importantly, he is a warrior. Okay. Some of those throws that he made against Alabama with people smacking him right in the face while he had a leg injury and an upper body injury, I believe, they were incredible. Okay, now I know he had some talented players around him, but he made some big time he made some big time throws in that game and really throughout the season. And sure, if you're an Auburn fan, if you're any college football fan, you want to run the most talented player out there. I get it, but there are worse things to do than running tough players out there. And whether he wins the job at Auburn or not, I think he is a clear step above TJ Finley. And last thing I'll say about this, if you're an Auburn fan, there are much worse things to do than to bring in a player who has a win against Alabama? Because for the for the uh the Auburn Tigers, that means a lot. Okay. So is Zach Calzada going to be able to be a Bryce Young type for Auburn? No, I don't think so. But I do think he is a tough physical football player who can come in and add to that tough culture that Brian Harson wants to implement. And let's just see. Let's just see what the ceiling is for him there. Yeah, my my thing
3: and my counter to that would, would be, and, and again, you you make good points, but uh toughness it 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 ought that shouldn't be your defining and best attribute that should get you through the door you should be tough to start off auburn's probably if zach calzada was going to georgia or going to bama or going to ohio state you can hide zach calzada behind dogs all around them with a great offensive line and really good skill players auburn doesn't have that hell kobe hudson just got kicked off the team this past week Zach Calzada, to me, isn't good enough to elevate everybody else around him. He needs help. It's one thing to be able to be a guy that says, listen, if y'all just play decent around me, I can do enough things to help us win big games. For Zach Calzada, everybody around him has to play fantastic. He's a huge step down from Bo Nix. Look what Bo Nix did against LSU. He put on his Johnny Manziel hat. It wasn't because the guys around him. He was running around like crazy making plays. Zach Calzada can't do that. So to me, the, the biggest problem you have for Auburn is you can't bridge a huge gap with average players. That doesn't work. And I guess if you just are adding a guy for depth and that's the one you're going to get, then you got to dance with the one that brought you. But if if you're an Auburn fan right now, you better hope. And you better really, really, really hope that Holden Gariner, or D Davis are ballers as young guys. Because if they're trotting T.J. Finley and Zach Calzada out there, it's going to be like going to a museum. Nothing but statues.
4: I don't disagree with you saying that Calzada is a step down for Um I will say that had Auburn not made a play in the portal this season, uh, they would have been much worse off than by going and getting calzada so the question becomes is was there an a a lost opportunity cost by not either taking one of these other quarterbacks or not holding out to see if you could get one of these other quarterbacks those are answers i don't have maybe you have some inside information that they could have landed one of these guys i don't think they were going to get the likes of caleb williams clearly uh, the gabriel kid had already made up his mind
3: blaine my last question about this is to you Yes. An Auburn receivers running, uh, and Auburn receivers running a vertical. Who overthrows them by less? TJ Finley or Zach Calzada? Because if at least Calzada is going to be out there, can the receiver at least have a chance to dive and catch it? Because TJ Finley was hitting the hitting the guy in the hot dog in row thirty-two against Houston on every vertical.
5: Um, you know what? I feel like that's probably the hardest question I've ever been asked. realistically. <laughs> a train these Delaware. At 3 I, PM. I think The real answer on that. and Hey guys, we got to remember, you know, Hey, TJ Finley, almost beat Alabama. You know, he almost beat him, you know, Calzada beat him, but hell TJ almost beat him a double overtime. I mean, I just don't feel like that makes you a good quarterback. You know, at the end of the day, if realistically, if the new guy, you got uh, quarterback, has got the portal. And the first thing we got to say about him is that he's tough. And he plays at quarterback. Well, Dan, I don't. Feel, I don't need you to be tough at quarterback. I need you to score. I need you to score me points. All right? I need you to score me. If you want to play fullback, I need you to be so tough. You want to play linebacker? Really be game. so tough. But at quarterback, I need yeah. you to score me points. That's what I need you to do. And Zach Calzada, you know, at, at the end of the day, we don't want you getting hit ten times to get proven that you're tough. That's great. I want a guy who doesn't get hit like that. I want a guy to yeah, right. move around and not get hit.
4: Yeah, well, that. what you you, but, you not wanting him to get hit might not be enough, Blaine. It's,
5: like, it's like talking. It's like talking <laughs> about a guy. It's like it's like talking about a guy. who's like, look, you know, hey, he just he gives point. such great effort. He's such hey, an effort. He's, he's gonna you get know, a chance to, to show his toughness. Yeah, like, yeah. I just don't know. It's, I, I just don't think it's that great of a pickup. If you just picked one up to pick one up, well, congratulations. But at the end of the day, if, uh, Auburn fans are less happy with Zach Calzada. Getting out of the transfer portal because now we're not getting anybody. Now, Auburn's not getting anybody.
3: Yeah. Well, it's just funny. It is true. When they ask, like, you know, what do you think he's best at? And you're like, well, he, he's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. I mean, not, that's, tough. not a that's like, you know, it, that'd be like going and staying at like a hotel and on the Yelp review, you're like, well, well, the hotel didn't burn down. You know, I guess yeah, that, that's a good place to start. You know, structurally, it was sound. Like I feel like that should that should be you know just kind of an add on, not the the whole ice cream. But no, I I think Auburn gets a mad pickup. But we'll see. Uh, you never know. At the end of the day, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Turn those notifications on only on the Volume YouTube channel. Catch us tomorrow with some more great content. Uh, and like Zach Calzada's career at A and and probably at Auburn at a certain point. We're going, going, gone.
2: The Volume.